Denver Broncos training camp is officially announced. We'll know when fans are able to attend practice, but it also sets the table for some storylines that we're looking forward to seeing on offense and on defense. You're going to get all that conversation and much more on today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, Broncos country? Welcome into a brand new episode of Locked On Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much to everybody in Broncos country for tuning in, making us your first listen of the day every single day. Special shout out to all the everydayers out there as well. Make sure you subscribe or you follow Lockdown Broncos for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast, so you never miss out on what's going on with the one team that you root for on Sundays. You get that coverage here every single day, all year long. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, Broncos reporter for Mile High Sports. Joined alongside, as always, by my co-host, Sarah Bettinger, site expert, predominantlyorange.com. We now know it, Sarah. We've been waiting quite some time for training camp to be announced. It was announced about 24 hours ago. And obviously now as you're watching this episode, you have the ability to get your hands on some tickets. We'll dive a little bit deep into what training camp will look like for Broncos country this upcoming year. And I know there's a lot of questions. There's some ambiguity surrounding maybe some of the new things that the Broncos are doing surrounding training camp. So this episode will provide you with a little bit of insight as to why and whether or not anything actually changes with the training camp process Overall, my friend, but uh, hey, you know, I think uh, training camp is one of the most exciting times of the year because fans from all over, not just Denver, they fly in, they drive in. I know you've done this as well, bringing your family over from Nebraska to come watch practice. It is a staple for Broncos country because it really kind of sets the tone for maybe what you might get during the season, even though, hey, the evaluation in training camp is extensive. You're going against your own guys in terms of players. So how do fans really evaluate something where guys technically can't really hurt their own players. You don't want that to happen regardless. So training camp is an exciting time, my friend. And look, hey, Broncos country, they're going to be able to attend up to 12 practices open to the public. There's a lot of opportunity, Cody, starting in late July, July 28th. Mark your calendars. That's going to be day one of training camp open to the public. So the Broncos kind of have it split up a little bit. I think they're that's partially due to their preseason schedule, but if you want to make practices and you're trying to find a window to go out there, it looks like your best bet initially is going to be to go out late July. So here's the dates we have for Broncos training camp, 12 practices open to the public starting July 28th, going through August 2nd. Then they don't have an open practice or no practice on August 3rd. Then they're back on August 4th and 5th, August 8th and 9th, and then August 5th through the 17th. So in between there, August 11th, you got the preseason game in Arizona, and there's obviously opportunities to go out there and see the team before and after that game. So really, if you're one of those like me who's traveled before to go see the Broncos at training camp, which is, by the way, and just an amazing experience, it's free. You do need tickets now, but it's a free experience. You get to be right up close with the players if you can, if you can get there early enough to get down on that grassy hill that they've got where you can observe practice. Uh, I don't know if they're doing player autographs this year, Cody, but when they I will. was a kid, that was one of my favorite. Like, I, I didn't care about the practice. I wanted to meet the players after practice. And, you know, then as you grow, that, that kind of helps develop that love that you have for the team. So if you're a parent who's a Broncos fan, you want your kid to fall in love with the Broncos, that's one way to do it, to bring them to go 
meet the players and get autographs, get pictures, and just be part of that atmosphere because it is really fun. I mean, there's parts of practice that, man, it, you're just like, what What the heck are these guys doing? They stretch for 15 minutes. They're doing, they're doing punting for the second or third time. But every so often you get stretches there of seven on seven, 11 on 11, things like that where exciting things do happen. And there's a lot more stuff now for the fans than there was when I was a kid. So it's really, really a great experience, even if you have to travel from a long way and you don't want to go necessarily go to a game. You go see the Broncos for a couple of days of practice, get to see the boys out there and watch them do their thing. There's a lot of opportunities to do so. Well, and if you want to be able to attend practice, as Sarah mentioned, you must acquire a ticket. It is free. You just have to go through Ticketmaster and each person can get up to four tickets per practice. So make sure you go to Ticketmaster to secure it. I imagine a lot of the spots for the beginning dates have opened up very quickly and in terms of fulfillment, because, hey, there's a limit on how many people can actually attend due to Arapahoe County. It's 3,000 people, which 3,000 people on the Bermondale Valley, Sarah, I will tell you this, is a lot. I think for the joint practice against the Cowboys, I think there was close to, I think I think it was between 5,000 and 7,000 fans total in attendance, and it was chaos, which I think a lot of this, I mean, they had to have a lot of police out there because there was a large number of people uh, that were in attendance for that joint practice. Now, obviously, the plan and the hope is that the Broncos will do a joint practice with the L.A. Rams, but if that is, in fact, the case, fans will not be able to attend that because that is past the window in which practices will be open and available to the public. But overall, like I mentioned, get a free ticket through Ticketmaster to attend 3,000-person limit at the Centura Training Center in Dove Valley. But on top of that, it's just another opportunity to watch maybe a new team. Maybe fans will now, you know, they get to hear us talk about what does practice look like under Sean Payton? Well, you will be able to see it. I do think that autographs will still be a very, very important part of it. I think that will happen, Sarah. I don't think that's going to be taken away in any way, shape, or form. Sean Payton is not some Grinch or stooge or anything that, that wants to go and just make things not fun for the people. He really values fans being able to attend, connecting with the fan base. But at the end of the day, his job is to make sure that the Broncos win football games. So there will be autographs more than likely. So make sure you bring your sunscreen, you bring water, you bring your hat, whatever you may need to stay, I would say, safe during those conditions as well. And always keep an eye on the weather because during the summer, during late July, usually you get those thunderstorms. And every practice will kick off around 10 o'clock a.m. Mountain Time. So something to keep an eye on here if you're looking to make plans on making the travel out there. And, you know, I think another thing for training camp too, sir, you know, I know that it's still kind of up in the air for you and whether or not you're going to be able to make it out here. But for me, I would love to be able to meet up with fans before practice, right? Because the line gets pretty long there in terms of getting into the facility there. Usually, I would like to stop by and say hi to a few fans, you know, meet some people for the first time or, you know, reintroduce myself or, you know, if I've met somebody before, it's, it's love. It's great being able to catch up with people who take time to listen to the show or to watch it to make the show exactly what it is. We do this show specifically for you, the fans, to keep you as updated as possible with what is going on with the Denver Broncos this upcoming season. And hey, hopefully it leads to more wins for the Broncos. They need that here under Sean Payton. That is one major question. But as you mentioned, preseason games, they will open up their first two on the road. Week one, it'll be at the Arizona Cardinals. It'll be a Friday, August 11th. It'll be a little bit of a late evening kickoff, which all the games will be broadcast on 9 News if you're here in Denver locally. I think every single game will also be available on NFL Plus. If you have that for the preseason, also the NFL Network, you can catch all the action there as well. Then their second week of the preseason, they're on the road at the San Francisco 49ers. That is on August 19th. And then their only home preseason game 
before the start of the regular season where they'll open up with two straight home games, one against the Raiders, one against the Commanders. It'll be August 28th against the Los Angeles Rams, potential joint training camp practices, and looking forward to hopefully seeing our good friend Brett Rippon, uh, obviously, as he takes over and gets some quarterback reps there. Probably going to be the backup there to Matthew Stafford this upcoming season. Love Rip, man. And uh, he posted a picture on social media the other day. Uh, yellow is the new orange. I was like, come on, Rip. Uh, but obviously, it'll be nice to catch up with Rippon when he comes to town here for maybe joint training cap practices, but obviously the preseason action there against the Rams. You get all that coverage here on the Locked On Broncos podcast. But with training camp being officially announced, Sarah and I are going to dive a little bit deeper into this conversation here today. Some of the storylines, things that we want to see happen with the offense during training camp. You'll get that much more on today's brand new episode of Locked On Broncos. This episode of the show is brought to you by our friends over there, FanDuel Sportsbook. And baseball season is in full swing here with everything ongoing. Shohei Otani knocking it out of the park in terms of home runs, not to mention being an elite pitcher. That's always some great action there you can get in on on FanDuel Sportsbook. But you can take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right, just 20 bucks, and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 that you can spend betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to be the first home run, who's going to hit the first home run in a game. You get all of that on an app that is safe. It's secure. It's super easy to use. And when you win, you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet the MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. We are officially one month out from Denver Broncos training camp, Cody, and I want to hear from everybody who's listening. What are you most looking forward to offensively at training camp? Cody and I have our picks. Cody, I think this is going to be the focus, really, for a lot of people at training camp this year. If you're going to watch as a Denver resident or Colorado resident, or if you're traveling from afar, everybody is going to go there. And I think all eyes are going to be locked on initially to that offensive side with the, you know, obviously hiring Sean Payton. Everybody wants to know, is Russell Wilson going to bounce back? But offensively for you, after observing OTAs, minicamp, things like that, what are you most looking for? What's the biggest storyline to you offensively here for the Denver Broncos as training camp now is one month out? Well, in OTAs and minicamp, there were no pads. The pads come on here during training camp. And I think I'm going to take it a little bit back to last year, Sarah, because observing practice last year overall, the defense was just picking the offense's rear end. And we were like, okay, hey, is the defense really this good? Right. It, it kind of goes back into that maybe distortion that we had initially when Case Keenum was just lighting up the Broncos defense, didn't throw a single interception. We're like, oh my gosh, Case Keenum's going to light the world on fire this year. And unfortunately, it didn't work out for the Broncos in terms of the regular season. But overall, for me, I want to see does the offense look capable in practice when they're going against the defense? That's something we did not see last year during training camp. And I think that was probably like, oh, you know, should we read too much into this? How do we read into it? And obviously, we know that the Broncos offense was the worst in the NFL last season. They need to find a way to get back into things. And when you look at the defense, I mean, outside of a couple of new faces, they're bringing everybody back for the most part that were key contributors for them last season. Now, I think at cornerback, it'll be a little bit different because, hey, you've got Damari Mathis now in the starting position opposite of Sertan versus you had Ronald Darby last year. And we saw a lot of battles between he and Cortland Sutton. So for me, how does the offense look against the defense when they do go up against each other, when there is some of that physicality? I mean, to me, 
that is definitely something you want to have answered. Can they look, can they move the ball downfield effectively? You know, I far too often last last year in situational football, we're like, hey, the defense is doing really good. That's great. But then we're like, oh, wait, they they invested a lot in Russell Wilson. How come the offense isn't moving the ball downfield effectively or consistently enough? How is pass protection looking against the pass rush there? To me, these are the most important things that I want to see. And I'm going to throw this question back to you. I mean, as it pertains to something you're looking forward to hopefully seeing during training camp with the offensive side of the ball. I mean, Sarah, where are you at? Uh, number one for me is quarterbacks. Number two, quarterbacks. And then number three, I'm going to do a wild card here, quarterbacks. So, Cody, I am all in on watching and observing the quarterback competition. I'm not one for the daily like, hey, here's how many passes he completed versus how many he didn't. And here's how many interceptions. I'm not really one for that, but I do want to visibly be able to see. And hopefully I'm able to get there in person. If not, hopefully the Broncos will stream a little bit of practice. But at worst case scenario, hearing about the quarterbacks all performing well and and really there's going to be times where you struggle against the defense. You go against each other every single day, right? You start to understand the what you're going up against and different things like that. At this time of year, you're not really giving each other looks like you're not game planning for a specific team. So you're trying to be the best at what you're going to do this season as you can be. You start to understand those tendencies. But I want to hear about a dominant training camp from Russell Wilson and not, not necessarily at the expense of the defense, but even with strong play from the defense. I don't want to hear about Russell Wilson. He should have been sacked on this throw. That was a really good throw. Or he he could have been picked off here, but the defensive back let up earlier. I, I don't want to hear about any of that. I want to hear about, man, Russell looks sharp out there. And even the same, the same for Jarrett Stidham. Same for guys like Ben DiNucci, Jarrett Guarantano. I think really one of the biggest things that we need this coaching staff and Sean Payton specifically to be doing is upgrading that position, the efficiency, every single down, every single play. We need to say that Russ is out there making quick decisions. We need to we need to hear that Russ is out there, you know, making good decisions with the ball, going to the right spot, throwing the ball accurately, not hearing all this stuff about, well, a receiver had to slow down to catch it. You know, all these things that come out during training camp, they, people try to poke holes mm -hmm. in every single area of every guy's game, especially the quarterback. I don't want to be hearing about receivers having to let up down the field to catch a ball. I don't want to hear about the throw being behind the receiver. The defensive back should have picked it off, but it was completed anyway. I don't want to be hearing about any of that garbage. I want to hear all about how the quarterbacks dominated at practice. And again, not necessarily at the expense of the defense, although I know kind of a, that's a natural byproduct, right, of it. But I just I want them to to perform well despite the defense maybe doing its job maybe saying hey this this guy was in great position just a better throw those are the kinds of things we want to be hearing right it was great defense better throw better catch you know that kind of a thing the Broncos desperately desperately need that so that's what's in focus for me this year at training camp and I think while all the eyes are going to be on Russell Wilson I I think specifically you and I have talked about this as being maybe something that's super important that we want to find out because of training camp we want to find out is Jarrett Stidham truly the backup quarterback because if he's going out there let's say in training camp or in the preseason and is struggling does that give you any you know a fulfillment or does it give you any comfort saying okay well if he was brought in to be the number 2 guy but he's not performing well what does that say about the Broncos quarterback room in general? What if Russ were to get hurt? What if he were to struggle and have to, you know, get benched for a game? Are you, what if Ben DiNucci's the guy? Is he the guy that's going to step up and make all the plays? Like, I, I don't have confidence in that necessarily. You look at the writing on the wall, a quarterback, 
It's like, okay, Stidham was brought in to be the number two guy here, which means that if they're going to carry a third, it's really between Guarantano and Danucci for that spot, potentially on the roster this upcoming season with the new rule about quarterbacks and having a third one not count against your active roster on game day. To me, I want that question answered probably more than anything as it pertains to quarterback, because will we find out if Russell Wilson is going to turn things around necessarily in training camp? No, we won't. Like That's not where the evaluation process for Russell Wilson comes in. We will see that in the regular season when games matter. But for quarterbacks like Jared Guarantano, for Ben DiNucci, and for Jared Stidham, that is where we're going to see a lot of the evaluation. We're going to get a lot of the answers consistently because you're not going to find out too much about your starters during this portion of the year. You're really not. Unless a guy gets hurt and you need another guy to step up, you're like, all right, hey, we're going to figure out, can this guy play? Aside from that, training camp and preseason is about developing chemistry but also really accelerating player development even further with guys that maybe you don't expect to start right away this upcoming year. So for me, that's a huge question as it pertains to the quarterback position. And hey, look, Broncos country, we want to hear from you as well on this as it pertains to maybe some things that you're looking forward to seeing if you're planning on coming out for training camp regarding the offensive side of the ball. When you look at it, what is it? What stands out to you? Is it quarterbacks? Is it the flow of the offense? Is it something that we didn't mention entirely here? Make sure you drop it in the comment section if you're watching on YouTube or listening wherever you get your podcasts. You can always tweet us on social media at Cody Work NFL, at Sarah Bettinger, at Locked on Broncos. But our conversation on today's episode of the show will continue as we take a look at maybe some of the things that we are looking forward to seeing on the defensive side of the ball once training camp rolls around. You can get that on today's episode of Locked on Broncos. Real quick, let me tell you about the Locked On NFL podcast. When you need up-to-date information regarding the NFL, all 32 teams, Locked On NFL has the local experts on the biggest stories available on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Stay in the loop for what's coming ahead for training camp, not just with the Denver Broncos, but with 31 other teams around the NFL. You can get that on the Locked On NFL podcast, free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. When it comes to the defensive side of the ball as it pertains to training camp, which kicks off officially at the Centura Training Center on July 28th, a Friday morning practice for everybody in Broncos country. The defensive side of the ball has a lot of questions this upcoming season. Can they maintain the level of play that they had last year while improving in other areas? But for us, what are we looking forward to seeing potentially with the defensive side of the ball in training camp? Sarah, I'm going to open this up to you, but real quick, I just want to tell Broncos country, thank you so much for making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day every single day. Thanks for watching us on YouTube or listening to us wherever you get your podcasts. One thing you can expect as training camp happens, we'll have complete recap and coverage every single day, and we'll have you covered with post-game reports from the preseason. You get all that coverage here from an objective standpoint every single day, all year long, Lockdown Broncos. Sarah, I'm going to open it up to you. What are you looking forward to seeing here specifically with the defense when training camp does roll around, some of the things that maybe we can evaluate here and maybe go into detail is maybe some storylines we can break down, not just through training camp, but maybe the preseason and maybe into the regular season as well. Well, I think one of the number one storylines I'm looking for across this entire roster at training camp is which pass rushers on that front seven are going to emerge over the course of camp, right? There's a lot of guys at the top end that we have question marks. There's guys at the back end of the roster that we have question marks about. And I think you have mentioned this before. Last year, we went into camp thinking maybe the off-ball inside linebacker position was maybe the worst on the team, right? It was probably the worst position group on the roster. And then we kind of got surprised during the season that it was maybe one of the best. And I know you've mentioned that this year, the edge position could kind of be a similar group as that inside linebacker group last year in the way of 
maybe they look maybe like the worst position group on the team going into camp and all of a sudden it becomes one of the best over the course of the season. So at training camp, I think is where this is going to start, which guys are going to grab those headlines in terms of, you know, winning off the edge, winning on the interior, because the Broncos are replacing some big, big names. I think that's gone kind of underrated over the course of the off season because the Bradley Chubb trade happened last year at the trade deadline, but you're having to replace Bradley Chubb from last year's roster. Draymond Jones now who left in free agency, and it's really going to be a, a group effort, I think, but also you've got big name guys like Frank Clark, Zach Allen coming in in free agency, Randy Gregory coming back from injury. And then you've got guys who are maybe kind of flying under the radar a little bit behind them. So, you know, last year's rookie class, which includes Nick Benito, Yoma Uwasrike, Matt Henningsen. We're looking forward to seeing which of these pass rushers can really emerge this coming season, whether it's veteran guys, whether it's young guys, whether it's undrafted guys, or whether it's whoever. So that's the number one story defensively that I'm looking at, Cody, because the Broncos last year, down the stretch last season, very, very bad in the pass rush department. They had three sacks over the final three games of the year. Just absolutely. And I know pass rush can be judged by other metrics besides just sacks, but that really is an inexcusable number right there. And, and the Broncos are better than that. So they've got the personnel. They've got the names. I think now you got to see these guys go out there and put their, you know, the, the pedal to the metal a little bit when it comes to getting after the QB. Yeah, I mean, and to the point that you made as well, can Jonathan Cooper continue to build on the momentum that he established during OTAs and minicamp? Is he going to really step into that role? Because, hey, Frank Clark, he's going to be there for training camp. But is he going to be thrown in with the you know the ones right away, considering he doesn't have any real experience in this playbook and the scheme yet, while other guys have? I wouldn't be surprised if they speed him up along a little bit, right? And we see Jonathan Cooper and Randy Gregory really as those two guys to start out training camp. But then Nick Benito, can he continue to ascend? You know, the the big thing that Sean Payton's looking for, he's like, hey, there's two different sides. When guys are out here with a helmet, jersey, shorts, you see certain things. But when the pads come on, you really start to see a different light in certain players, like players who maybe don't turn it on when they don't have the pads on, maybe they flip the switch when the pads come on and you get an, an entirely different evaluation and perspective on this player that maybe makes you question, okay, hey, we need to see a little bit more here, but this might be somebody we can work with. I think when you look at the edge rusher position here for Denver, I think there are a multitude of guys there. I mean, we're even talking about some undrafted guys and Marcus Haynes and Thomas Incombe who look good without pads. Do they look good when the pads come on? That's a question I want to see. And look, they're going to get a lot of reps can Nick Benito do that? Can Christopher Allen emerge? There are a lot of questions with that position. So I think that's a great thing to look forward to here for training camp. Now, for me, Sarah, I think the one thing I want to look forward to seeing is what do the personnel packages look like in the nickel and the dime? Who's rotating in? Are they getting creative with maybe who they put out there on the field? There's going to be some things that fans will see when they're able to attend some of the open practices. But how creative can Vance Joseph, Christian Parker, and other guys get in the defensive secondary with moving guys around? What will the dimebacker position look like? Could Drew Sanders emerge and maybe get some reps there during it? For me, I want to see if there's any carryover from some of the stuff that happened at OTAs, that happened at mandatory minicamp, because I think understanding your personnel and seeing how guys fit in, I think is essential here, right? Because we're talking about, let's say the nickel. Okay, you got K-1's your starting nickel guy, but when you go dime, who's stepping into the other slot position there? Is it a Sang Bassey who did a really good job last year? Is it Caden Stearns? Is it PJ Locke? Is it Kareem Jackson potentially? I mean, these are things that we have no answer to. Could it be Riley Moss? 
I want to see what the personnel packages look like here on the defensive side of the ball here for this defensive unit led by Vance Joseph. And what does it look like? I mean, how do they carry over? What type of adjustments do they make? How do they try to attack the Broncos offense, which you look on the other side of it now, you have a very competent play caller in Sean Payton who knows how to attack defenses. How does Vance Joseph and company respond to maybe some of the things the offense will throw at them? I am stoked to be able to see a little bit more about this. I can't wait, Cody. Just hearing that gets me excited as well, because once we get to training camp, then we actually get to start talking about, you know, we we talk a lot in the offseason about, man, the, this guy could step up or this guy has the potential to really do some things. And then all of a sudden you get to training camp and you see those personnel groupings out there. And then you start to be like, oh, my gosh, I didn't realize Jaquan McMillan was so high on the depth chart or Caden Stearns or, you know, whoever the... It could be any number of these guys that they come out. You see them out there on day one with the top defense or the top offense. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, my gosh, like I've been overlooking this guy the whole time. And we it feels like you turn over every stone from April to July. And even then, <laughs> even in that time frame, you might miss some of them. So yeah. it's it's really exciting. And then even with that, what's really exciting is then the next day it's a different guy and you just you're getting all these different sorts of new storylines from training camp, from exactly what you said, those personnel groupings. And what is what is that really a, a number one indicator of? Like Sean Payton talks about having visions for certain players. Now you get to see a little bit of that vision carried out. One day, Riley Moss might, might be in the dime and coming in. The next day, he might be rotating in with the starting defense on the outside, you know, along with Pat Sertan. So, there's going to be different things like that. I'm not saying that's going to be the case. I'm just saying that's one possibility of many. But you start to think about these different possibilities and what the different days could look like. And then you start to kind of piece all these different days together. And that helps you shape maybe your roster projection or guys that you're really looking forward to in preseason games. It's going to be a fun training camp because you have, you've got a very creative head coach, somebody who has consistently maximized talent especially on offense, but I think really uh, you could argue on both sides of the ball because that Saints defense carried them a lot at the end of Sean Payton's tenure. So it's going to be a fun, fun training camp as far as just evaluating individual players, evaluating the new on offense, evaluating the new on defense. There's a lot going on for the Broncos this year. It's never a dull moment in Broncos country, is it, right? It, it kind of feels like... Uh, you know, you've got Sean Payton coming from a place where consistency was the key. And although there's change in the NFL all the time, he was that constant. The Broncos haven't had a constant like that in who knows how long. I mean, maybe dating back to Mike Shanahan. So the Broncos desperately, desperately need somebody like that who can provide that experience, that wealth of knowledge, that player development, the exciting uh, personnel combinations that you're going to see out there. Those are a lot of things to be looking forward to, I think, for this year's training camp. When it comes to things you're looking forward to seeing Broncos country, if you plan on attending regarding the defensive side of the ball, let us know what it is. If you're watching on YouTube, comment down below. Let us know your thoughts and also interact with other members of Broncos country. Don't forget to like the video, comment for the algorithm, and share it. If you have somebody who's a Broncos fan that maybe doesn't listen to the show yet, get them out of the show. Welcome them into the Lockdown Broncos family. We appreciate you so much for making us part of your day every single day. With that said, Broncos country. We'll be back tomorrow with a brand new episode of the show. We're going to start taking a look at maybe some foundational pieces 
for the team? Who are some players who could emerge on the special team side of the ball? Offense, defense, maybe nobody's talking about. And on top of that, when you look at the foundation of this team on offense and defense, who are those players? You can expect that as we build up to our training camp position previews here on the Locked On Broncos podcast.